that pretty close? I don't know. I'll have to look. I'm going to guess like 273. Uh, that might be a little far. We'll check that we'll back check. later. But this is episode... Actually, I don't even know that. Well, anyways, you're listening to the Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Caleb, introing us today, and this is Amy. Yes, this is Amy right this here. This is yes. Amy. <laughs> Amy is right here. And we yes. also have our two dogs, and uh, we've been living in a converted sprinter van mm-hmm. for like almost nine months now we're like rounding out our third season our th- yes yes yeah. good i was like our third season of what the podcast no i was no, like no. how many see what's in a season 10 episodes because that would be true we've done i know we're getting close to 40 episodes of of not everything. just of everything yeah so let's what is everything so yeah we i mean we do we've said it before but under the van life so I guess we just call everything the Untitled mm-hmm. Van Life Project. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Exactly what you think. I don't know. It can be, it can be whatever. It, can <laughs> it doesn't be have a title. Open, yeah. <laughs> Hence the Untitled. Yes, Remember yes. We talked about how it's a title without a title. Yes. But um, some of the main things is, one, the podcast we do, uh, mm-hmm. which this is our, what we call our Van Life Stories, where it's mm-hmm. basically just me and you just spitting our day-to-day in the van (laughs) since we've been living in the van it's very much it's a lot of van life stuff so if you're interested in living in a van or any kind of road or tiny living there's a lot of that there's also just a lot of like personal um things that we're learning and moving through in this new lifestyle yeah there's also mm -hmm. just stories of what happened like what we do like literally so much sometimes so much happens that like i mean this is a really good thing for us i think just to sit down and like get it all out and say it all and reflect on it all so it's also that yeah we've been talking about that from the beginning mm-hmm. um just like how this podcast has been kind of a processor for me yes. and you yeah and this is you know one thing i was realizing the other day we don't i don't know if it's just because we're always together now like 24 7 especially since it's been cold if you've been following oh the episode uh we are still in colorado mm-hmm. um we had to come back for a job in breckenridge this past weekend which yes it was very cold mm-hmm. and then uh we are still in colorado <laughs> <laughs> we have some housekeeping things to take care of in colorado so we need to stay here for like a little bit longer but it is not the ideal temperatures or weather which i mean it's march Mm-hmm. And March is close to spring. Like every every month, you know, back in November, we're like, if we can just make it to the beginning of March and everywhere will open up. But uh, it's still kind of like we got to make it to April now. Yeah. And who knows? And we mean April open up be... like weather-wise. Weather-wise. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't want to be living how we're living now. Yeah. It's not ideal. cooped up in the van. Yeah. But so we, we've had uh, like for the past week and a half, honestly, I feel like van life has meant like in the van life <laughs> like we are in this tin can of self-reflection not as, outdoor life not outdoor life yeah. though we're still parked in areas where outdoor life would be accessible uh well breckenridge we were we had the stealth mode in the parking lot breck was a little hard it was a little hard and there was like a few feet of snow uh there. yeah but um but where we are now we can i mean there's definitely a lot of land a lot of outdoors it's a great it would be a great place to mountain bike or just to bike, or to hike, like lots of good things, yes. but weather's not on our side at the moment. It is getting better. The sun is out today, which is better than yes. it's been the last seven days. But basically, we had to hop over the Breck and then get the hell out of Breck because that, that huge snowstorm was kind of hitting, mm-hmm. I mean, more hit Denver mm-hmm. in, the, in the areas outside the Rocky Mountains. 
But the mountains still got some snow. Yeah, they did, yeah. For sure. I mean, we were supposed to get snow, but it kind of just more rained on and off for mm-hmm. like a day, a day and a half mm-hmm. here. So anyways, we've been cooped up in the van for like the last week and a half traveling around. And when that happens, I feel like sometimes we just like don't really have conversations a lot. No. You know? Yeah. Like we'll talk, but it'll be mainly about, I don't know, like what's what happening next. Like even, So even, yeah, what we need to do or... or we just kind of do different things here and there. I feel mm-hmm. like we're we're in such close proximity. We don't really just like process the last week and a half together. No. It's the last like you were saying, the last like week and a half of van life has been it's been different. It's been like different from anything you've done before? No. No, like we've definitely I think had times like this where like we've had to be like confined to the van for the most part for mm-hmm. Uh, like days on days on days i feel like this is the longest maybe this has happened maybe how long has it been now like a week and a half day 11 (laughs) almost two weeks almost two weeks like a week and a half and then also it's just been a long time like we really found a groove i feel like in arizona definitely in like january and february and if you want to even go further back like november december like i feel like we really found like a groove we were in good, warm spots where, like, kind of our opportun- opportunities for, like, limitless for anything you wanted mm-hmm. to do. And the last, like, week and a half, it has felt very, like, I'm picturing, like, a big, just open space. And then the last few weeks, it's, like, yes. it's been all, like, sucked up. <laughs> well, we've had, to, we've had to get shit done. We've had to be places where it's cold. And we knew that that was going to be... The- See, that I think this was my mindset going in. It has felt different because... So I guess since we've been in the van life, we've experienced, like, warm days and, like, warm nights. Mm-hmm. And then we've had warm days and cool nights. Mm-hmm. And then we had, like, cool days and cold nights. Mm-hmm. And then we had, like, in Tucson, it was, again, like, real warm slash hot days, but then cold nights. Cool or nights, Or cool yeah. nights. And now it's been cold days and freezing nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes freezing days because of the yes. wind chill. Yes, like, yeah. The temperatures don't, you don't think it would be that cold. I mean, we've been monitoring the weather like by the hour oh, yeah. for the last week and a half because one, the places we're trying to go, like we don't want to get caught driving in the snowstorm. So yes. if we can like wait out a day or something, that was very much in the planning of like making this trip happen. And that's a little hard too, because like with all the different elevations and everything in Colorado, you know, like it could be fine where we are here but maybe like in breck it's like snowing really really bad yes you know so it's like you kind of have to check it a few different, different spots along the way yes. like what's it like in breck what's it like in vale what's it like in um, idaho springs you know like if you're yes. gonna go all the way to denver just like checking all those little spots because it's going to be different i mean it can also be different like trying to find the town that we're parked around like the area mm-hmm. we're parked um, like the initial spot we tried to park at in Breckenridge was up a pass. Yes. Boreas Pass. But it was closed. It was it was closed and blocked because of snow. They just don't always plow. They're not they gonna don't plow those roads. That. Yeah, they're not gonna maintain those roads. So yeah. all those like free camping areas were blocked. Mm-hmm. But we were still probably higher elevation than the city of Breckenridge. So we're yes, like we were. looking at weather for Breck. So it's even gonna be different there and sometimes we just can't predict that. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. The last week and a half has felt it's felt different. And I feel a little worn out by it. I don't know if you feel the same way, but... I definitely feel... I don't know if it's worn out, but I feel the cla- like claustrophobic eventually. Yeah. And, well, I did a few days ago, but then it's kind of dissipated. I think there's ways to work around What are some it. of your ways to, like, dissipate it? Well, honestly, the poop walks yes, have been helping. Yeah. <laughs> were you thinking the same thing? Yeah. The poop walks. What are the poop walks? 
So the place we're staying, it actually has a vault toilet, which is awesome. Um, which is awesome because the ground is frozen yeah. and the air is frozen <laughs> and we don't want to be stepping outside nor taking poops in our little vault taking toilet. Taking clothes off. <laughs> like stepping outside and taking clothes off to go to the bathroom. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or I was going to say, and we don't want to be taking poops in our van. Oh, well, Though we too. have a vault toilet. Yeah, we do. That we would not be able to conceal the smell very well. But. Which, so I'll stop there. So our poop walks. <laughs> so in the mornings... Um, we walk to the vault toilet, which is, it's a decent walk. Like we're probably, I think we measure, well, we measure, it's like a mile and a half round trip. So we're like three quarters of a mile one way away mm-hmm. from the vault toilet. So yes, since we have been here every morning, you and I have walked to the toilet and back. And like I said, it's a mile and a half round trip. So it takes probably like 30 minutes. Just to poop. Yeah. So if anyone, I mean, I feel like that's a huge question we get and just casual, just like people we meet. Who, like, didn't know, like, we just met or something. Yeah, they're, they're always just curious about the bathroom situation. Mm-hmm. Or when we show them the van and then we, like, pull up the little seat and we're I'm like, like oh, we have toilet. a little vault toilet. Yeah. And they're like, wait, do you all poop in there? And I'm like, no, we've never pooped in there. So, yeah, just to give, like, a quick recap, I guess, on our bathroom situation. We do have a toilet in our van, which was not a um, deal breaker for us. We were not looking necessarily for a van with a toilet. If the van we found didn't have a toilet, that would have been totally fine. We would have gone. Would with it have been fine? What would we have done then? Well, see, I re- I know at that time, like yeah. not having lived in a van, I re- I feel like we had this conversation. We both were like, "That's not a deal breaker. If we find one we love and it does not have a toilet, we will still buy it." I yeah. thought we had that conversation, but now having lived in the van for like <laughs> nine months, I would definitely want a toilet. So I guess another little tip: if you're looking into living on the road. Or some sort of small, tiny living. Um, this is coming from someone who didn't think she needed a toilet. It's really, really nice. Especially if you're going to be hanging around Colorado. Yes. Something to think places, about if but... you're looking into rigs. Which we're going to do an episode where we kind of like give our take mm-hmm. and opinions on comparing the pros and cons to different rigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we can only really talk about living in the van. But we've met a lot of people and a lot of friends who live in we just there's a bunch of different options out there and you can kind of see the pros and cons for each and though everyone makes their own you adapt to your yes. own rig sometimes going in some of the things you wouldn't be able to think about um we make and present mm-hmm. yeah like you can only think about them once you're in it and then you're like oh shit if we had just like maybe done something differently yeah Who yeah knows? but anyways all that to say did not think we needed a toilet we've loved our toilet and <laughs> but we have only we only pee in it and we usually only go if it's like an emergency. So like or an emergency, if it's like middle of the night or if it's raining or snowing outside. But like if it's just during the day and it's, you know, a normal day, even if it is like really, really cold, I feel like we still go outside during the day at least. Yeah, we, we'll try to unless the heater's on. This is a very potty-centered potty centered <laughs> of the uh, the potty. show. So I hope you guys enjoy. It's real. I mean, like it is real, and that's like I said, a lot of it's like a very like everyone even, does it. Even if they don't ask about it, once we show them the toilet, they're all kind of like, "Oh wow, like there's actually a toilet in here." Like, yes. do y'all poop in it? Why do you yeah. do it for poop? And then, mm-hmm. or you or you just see our trowel hanging up, and you're like, "Oh, is this your your poop stick?" Yes. <laughs> So, all that to say, we do not poop in our toilet, and so it's nice that this spot here has a vault toilet that we can walk to and use. So, in the mornings, we have been walking there and getting some fresh air, even though every morning except for this morning, this morning the sun was out, so it was a little bit better, but all the other mornings, it was definitely, like, cloudy and windy and not 
No, it's whether still, that like, you would just go like take a stroll up. in. We like bundle up and we're like, Amy, are you are you ready to go? <laughs> you want to walk down together and like do this together? And we're like, yeah, let's knock it out. So we'll bundle up and then we'll take the like 0.7 mile hike mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to the vault toilet to yeah. poop. But another way we pooped was like when we were in Breckenridge and we were like parked in a few feet of snow. Mm-hmm. That meant that in the mornings when we needed to go poop, we needed to drive. Yeah, we had to, to go find toilet. somewhere. We had to go find somewhere. Like a gas station AKA or something. AKA Walmart. Or Walmart. Oh, yeah, we, we did used. go to Walmart, yeah, yeah. we did use, we would, like, just, and that would be the day. Like, before the wedding day went from a 10-hour day to kind of, like, a 15, 16-hour day. Mm-hmm. Because we had to start making moves, like, right when we woke yeah. up. Because we knew that we would need to use the restroom, mm-hmm. and that would be unavailable at the spot we were at. And we also needed, and so, like, we could go just early, park at a Walmart in the parking lot. Like, make breakfast there. Mm-hmm. We have breakfast in the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use their restrooms. Thank you, Wally World. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was another way during cold man life that we were able to find. Yeah. So. Spots to poop. All of this to say. Lots of poop. Walk, our poop walks. <laughs> poop walks. Are one thing that has helped you. Our poop walks. The not last... feel as claustrophobic. Exactly. They have been getting me out of the van. And, like, that's a good walk. And even though it's freezing, it, I mean, it's cold the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Which, like... Still, like, when I think back to van life, one, going into this trip, I meant to say this a little bit bit ago. Okay, no problem, no problem. Going into, like, this week and a half of traveling and, like, knowing we were going back to Colorado, I think helped me mentally, as opposed to other areas where we've been, like, kind of caught, trapped inside. Yes. Um, Like, I knew this experience in March was going to be, like, not... An experience. (laughs) An experience. I knew it wasn't going to be, like... Us going to Moab in October or yeah. September, you know, it's not the prime like situation for the season. It's like we have to come, we have to go here. So mm-hmm. it's like whatever the weather is going to be, which is probably cold and snowy, like that's just something we're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, going into that, I think that helped me not get as claustrophobic or be like be able to make it through. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, just the taking the opportunities to, yeah, to get outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, we both did a hike. On the Interlaken Trail mm-hmm. during the snow, which that was a big, that was a, a huge help for me. Yeah, because I think I was starting to feel it then. And then, yeah, even just our brief 30 to 45 minute walks to the poop, mm-hmm. our poop walks since we've been in Rabbit Valley um, have been just a way to get outside. Mm-hmm. Getting outside. Play 60. Helps. Play, play, <laughs> play poop 60. Play 360. 360, that's it. No, it definitely helps, but it is still, it's still challenging. It's just such a small space. It is such a small space. And it's like, I mean, I usually hang out in the bed. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting on the bench working at a table or like if I'm doing yoga, then you're in the bed. And our bed is super comfy and super cozy. But I know at least for me, it's hard for me to, I feel just, I guess I feel limited. Yeah, yeah. You know? That, that, that's how I feel. It's like, yeah. I, I can't even go outside if I wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. we are literally confined to this space. And then even when we'll, we'll like, switch, because you'll be like, I want to do yoga. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have to be like, I want to do yoga for, like, an hour and a half. And it's <laughs> uh-huh. like, okay, well, let me get all ready and set, because either I'm going to have to be in the bed, not be able to get down. Mm-hmm. Like, we just, that, like, it's a lot of, like, that kind of coordination talk when we're, like, cooped up in the van. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just having conversations yeah yeah you're <laughs> not, right and not that we're like sick of each other i just think it's we're in such close proximity 24 7 having to like share the space like it really feels like we're uh, it's not and it's not like even enough space to share it's not so 
Um, it's like a really like a give and take uh, for both of us. So I just kind of feel like we we just like try to power through power through it a little bit so and kind of i think i have to tell myself something i've been telling myself is like this isn't um this isn't forever like this too shall pass type thing you know like this isn't and that's how my mentality of knowing this was just going to be a trip yeah which has now been actually been extended as of Mm -hmm. this morning Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're actually going to stay in colorado which that's another thing fun thing of van life we woke up today not knowing if Mm -hmm. we were going to leave somewhere or stay here sometimes it's fun Sometimes it's fun. Were you not having fun when we were discussing this? No, no. I wanted to discuss it because I I think I needed to know. Like, yes. I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, I need to know. But even then, it's like last second. Like, if we pretty... really, like, we, even the need to know would have been like, okay, let's go to Utah. Yes. And, but you were still waking up the morning of not knowing yes. where you're going to be. And that's yes. how we were on Friday, too. This past Friday. Yes, yes. We We think. knew... We were going to be in Colorado up till Friday. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we had nothing else. The door playing. was open. The door was open. Mm-hmm. But once we saw, like, the weather was moving in, we're like, we have to get at least as far away. That's as far as we could think. We're like, we at least just have, because we didn't know where we were going to go. We're like, we at least need to be out of this snowstorm. Yes. Which was kind of hard because it was hitting literally everywhere. <laughs> from Moab to Sedona yeah. to all parts of Colorado. So we made, we at least made it out of the mountains out of the western slopes, mm-hmm. and uh, we're on basically the border of Colorado mm-hmm. and Utah here. And I feel like, so we got there, we got there, which is here, and we were like, okay, There's let's at here. least get there, Where's and then here, there. we'll probably figure it out from there. And that we took the whole weekend and, like, didn't really talk about it. Yeah. And then, yeah, this morning, we woke up, and we are like, okay, let's make a plan. <laughs> well, yeah, we both knew that we were probably going to have to get provisions in the next... Yeah either today or tomorrow and yeah the one thing about this spot is it's not really close to any major cities if you go west mm-hmm. moab's probably the first city you it hit. definitely is and if you go east grand junction's like mm-hmm. 40-ish minutes away i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of where we were in tucson yeah to get to tucson but yeah. it's just a little more remote there's nothing yes. out here yeah at least we had marana yeah, yeah. well out here <laughs> we, we had have... the la tumbleweed lounge out here there's nowhere to get a beer we have cows there's lots of cows here. So it should be called Cow Valley. Have we you seen one rabbit since we've been here? We literally were woken up this morning by cows mooing, like, outside of our van. Like, they were so loud. Oh, we were, like, in their range. Yeah, they we were are. Just, they'll, I mean, even when we pulled in, they were in, like, the camping area, the yes. circle yes. that you park in. Yes. They just, like, walk through it every day. <laughs> and uh, think, thankfully, I don't think any of them have taken their duties in our camping area. But there is lots of... Well, they walk to the vault toilet as well. They go in the vault toilet? Well, we see it as they're walking towards the vault toilet. Yes. That's where it all is. Yes. Mainly our dogs see it and point it out. (laughs) But I think it's really interesting what you said about this conversation piece, because I hadn't thought about that, but you're so right. Mm -hmm. We don't really have conversations, I guess, like the last week and a half at least. Maybe we're just like sick of each other and each other's space i think i don't know if sick of each other is the right word i think we just need space (laughs) (laughs) and space and like you i think you feel more space when it's a little more silent yes you know like we're not even filling the the tiny space we have with with words words or with thoughts and Mm -hmm. with ideas it's like you kind of just want to contain confine yourself to your 
So. Like the space is already so filled with just our energies and just uh-huh. us, like our physical beings and the dog's physical beings that like it already feels like um, shit is like bouncing off the walls because it's yes. so full. Like I'm picturing those like balloons when they try to tell you the difference between a solid, a liquid and a gas and they have a, oh, bal- yes. a balloon and the gas or the little particles just like bouncing yes. off. That's what I picture in the back. <laughs> yes. And then when it heats up, they start bouncing faster <laughs> yes. off each other. Yes. Yeah, that, that's kind of what it feels like. Thank so, you, yeah, it feels class. like, I don't know. I mean, we've never talked about this. But <laughs> it feels like adding conversation to those space would just be more particles in the space to bounce off each other, is mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, that's why this podcast is good because we're now able we're to, talking. We're, we're able to, like, look what we figured out. We can finally talk to each other and you can listen. <laughs> Do you feel like you find yourself wanting to start a conversation and then stopping yourself or does it just not even come up as a desire i don't think it has anything to do with desire i just don't know what to talk about i guess <laughs> <laughs> when we've just both been sitting beside each other in bed all day yeah i don't i, I mean we could talk about the changes of the president or the weather that's about it <laughs> no yes. I, I don't i just it hasn't crossed my mind. I don't think about it. It yeah. just kind of hit me now when we do have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we save them for the podcast. <laughs> We're all just saving it up for the podcast. Yeah. No. No, I th- I haven't. I don't think, to answer my own question, I don't think I have really felt like, oh, I want to talk about this, but I don't. But I stop myself. Mm-hmm. I think what yeah, you I said. I think what you said earlier was. Like, that really rang true of, like, just the silence sometimes, like, feels like there's more space. Mm-hmm. Especially when we've had, I mean, a week and a half of lots of, like, travel days mm-hmm. interspersed with, like, I mean, even though we were parked in the same spot in Breckenridge, like, that whole weekend, like, was essentially travel days. Yeah. Like, we weren't, we weren't landed. We weren't mm-hmm. grounded. We weren't parked and, like, set up for a camp. We mm-hmm. were literally, like, the van was a wreck. We weren't even, like, moving everything no. around to get it set up. So it was, like, almost a week. We were keeping our bike inside the van. Keeping our mountain bike inside the van because it was cold and snowy and yeah. rainy and, like, everything is just kind of, like, thrown in here because we're moving around so much yeah. and we're having to move early in the morning every day. Um, so it's like you don't want to get set up just to like de-set it up mm-hmm. de-set mm-hmm. it up mm-hmm. so I think that just like when we hit periods of that you know you just yeah you just need like a a mental break and even like talking or starting a conversation sometimes feels like yeah. more clutter it's like just focus on the task right at hand, at hand and if right there is no you. task at hand what do you it's focus kind of like <laughs> rest for the next task that's yeah. about to come. Yeah. Because I think those traveling days, like, or, you know, the weeks we've had, just like, are, they take it out of you. Mm-hmm. You get tired. I mean, you've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's that discuss how little, much you've been sleeping. I'm intense. just kidding. <laughs> okay. A little intense. But you did hit like 12 hours ago. But you know night, what? Right? Daylight savings you, you is had... No, daylight savings came. So it was 11. Okay. We determined. <laughs> But that's because there were a couple of nights last week where I didn't go to sleep until like one thirty, and then I would wake up at like okay, seven true. or eight. So you had, to, you had to catch up on some stuff. Yeah. Okay, yes. fair. But we, I mean, it feels like once again we're hibernating. Yeah. Because yeah. and I wasn't expecting to be hibernating in March. No, I wasn't. It was. Hibernating. It is a little bit of a a shock, I guess. Not a so shocking shock. that like 
I'm in shock and I don't know what to do, but I wasn't expecting March to be this much of a cold van life. But we moved in, that's how we moved in the van life with a job that could take us to places mm-hmm. when places are not, are cold. Yes. So. But also, um, but even then, like, of course I assumed Breckenridge would, but even like where we are right now or even like Moab, I didn't really think all those places would be as cold as they are. Yeah, I know because last year at this time mm-hmm. when we went to Moab, it felt great. It was amazing. We got a it little. It was definitely spring weather. We got totally spoiled. It was literally a year ago, a couple days ago. <laughs> Yeah. So it's a little over our year anniversary of our first trip in Santiago where we went to Moab. And yeah, it was like March 9th, 10th, around there. Mm -hmm. And it was perfect. Like the weather there was awesome during the day. At night, it was like cool. Like we had a fire, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything miserable. Like I don't think we ran the heater at all. Definitely not. And so yeah i think just keeping that experience in the back of my mind i was like oh okay march is the month like that's once we make it there like we're golden till october yeah. november whatever yeah. but yeah it hasn't felt like that so say yeah. lovey say what does that mean <laughs> such is life is that it oh shoot i don't know <laughs> carpe diem <laughs> Seize the day. Let's I know that go, one. Let's go through all the phrases we know. <laughs> no, I, okay. I might take this in a different direction. Okay. But I have a question. Okay. Because that, you know, it's curious. We did just pass our one year anniversary mm-hmm. of that trip. Mm-hmm. So, like, now when you think back on that trip, because we had, we basically did, at the time of the trip, we were going to go, we were going to test out the van. We had yes. had it since January. It was March. I had to be in Seattle for a few weeks, so we just and it's cold, so we hadn't been taking out mm-hmm. any trips. But when we got back from Moab, we were about to start traveling like crazy in it, and yes. we're going to use it all the time. Yes. Uh, COVID hit yes. right when we got back, mm-hmm. and basically canceled all of our travels up until we were able to move it into it in July, mm-hmm. and we didn't even take any more trips in it at that point. Mm-hmm. You would drive it to your job just to keep on keep you know, it going, keep it, keep it driving. Yes. Every week. Yeah. Um, so like, what do you think about those three van days? Do they, do they feel like the van life you like a, they were like a window into the van life you live now or now based on like how everything has shifted in our perspective in the world, do they almost feel just like their own little separate trip and like nothing we knew, we learned or did from that trip actually translated to the <laughs> van life? I think the first, I mean, the second one you just said. Really? It, to me, it feels like a separate just trip. Like it feels like a. I mean, I think this is true, not just in van life, but in any, like, life circumstance. Like, maybe anywhere you move. Like, even mm. if you're moving houses. But just, like, you're moving to a different location or you're moving into a different lifestyle, whatever. If you try it out, you know, like, if we go to Florida for a week and we love it. And we're like, oh, my gosh, I love it down here. This is so cool. I think I'd want to live here. And then you move down there and you live there. I feel like it's kind of like that. That's mm. how it felt like to me. I feel like that's something people can relate to. Um that trip we took in the van, even though we owned it, like we, and we, we knew, knew we were going to move things. it. We yes. knew we were, like it was going to be our next house. We owned it. It wasn't just like, a, oh, let's rent this van for a weekend and see if we want to do van life. Like, no, we yeah. owned it. We knew what our plan was. We knew we were going to be living in it full time. But I still think it felt like a trip. And I don't think it's because of the actual trip, the actual journey we went on. I think mm-hmm. it's because of everything that happened after. I think... It just, just like our segmented the life right there. Yes. Or just like, like our, there is everyone's life, life before COVID and there's life after COVID. Yes. And that was 
right before that was the last thing we did before that was COVID like hit. Our, so our last yeah climax of our lives pre-covid <laughs> yes and then literally the night we got back was post-covid yeah. <laughs> covid had hit so i think that is i think what more shifts it for me mm-hmm. is just everything that happened after um but i mean i do think subconsciously some things from that trip that I think have translated into our life now living in it full time. I mean, definitely like, I think that trip really showed we could do it. Like, I think it helped my mindset, you know, like, of course I knew we could do it. We'd already bought the van. Like we were doing it, (laughs) but we were doing it not very well because we used all of our, I think we ran out of propane that trip. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we burned through our power in Uh like three days. (laughs) All of our solar power just drained it out. Uh, We were trying to use a mini fridge. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely things we have learned and upgraded since. But I do think just mentally, like after doing it for those like three or four days, I was like, okay, I can at least know I can do this. Like I know. It felt very natural and right. And like kind of, yeah, kind of like easy. It was easy. We slipped into it. That trip was easy. Oh, wow. Like everything just worked out. Besides us getting the van stuck. Yeah, you did get the van stuck. Have we ever talked about that? Because I don't think we talked about it on the first... Did we not? On the first podcast. Well, if you didn't listen to the first podcast and you're joining now, and I got the van stuck on our first trip It's been the only time we've had to call a tow truck, knock on wood. Got it. But, uh, yeah, our very first trip, three days in. Or not even three days in. Our three-day trip, you got the van stuck on a sand dune. There were some things that were not... (laughs) As, like, easy and smooth. Like, I remember that, getting it stuck in the dune. Um, we were, I mean, it's Moab. There's sand everywhere, and there's just little, like, sand roads or paths you can just go on. So we went, to, I took it down It was, one. like, an unmarked, well, I wanted to get a drone shot. I, I wasn't really, going to blame you. I, <laughs> you weren't going to blame me. You're so nice. But anyways, I had seen this road pull off mm-hmm. that was, uh, looked very picturesque driving towards like these big monument mesas mesas in the back and i was like when we were driving back out to our spot from being in the lab i was like i think we can get some really cool drone shots of the van driving down that so i was the one who suggests suggested it to drive down that road to drive down the road and so that means you had to drive because i got out to fly the drone which Mm -hmm. was my first drone flight i think Mm -hmm. and um I should have stopped it when I hit the tree, because I did hit the tree. But with then, the drone hit the tree. With the drone. Yes. Because you were in the van. Yes. Uh, but then you, trying to turn around down this thin, sandy road, um, got the van back tire stuck in a dune. Yes, yes. With, and we were down the road with no service. But even then, figuring it out, like, we knocked that shit out. We did figure it out, but that was, I think, and this is something I think I'm still, obviously, learning and practicing in van life, is, like... When shit like that happens, my mind immediately, like, starts to tailspin, and it wants to go into, like, worst-case scenario, mm-hmm. which in that situation, it was, okay, we're stuck in this dune, we have no cell service, the sun, it was, like, late afternoon, so it was, like, the sun's starting to set, it's starting to get dark, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, I don't know, everything, like, and then my mind's like, what if, what if we run out of water, what if we run out of food, and I'm like, realistically those things would have happened in a few days. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I do so start do you, going... when you ask yourself those questions in your mind, then do you answer them? <laughs> I have two... I, this is going to get way into the depth of my mind. I have two voices that answer. <laughs> uh-huh. I have the anxious voice that answers with an anxious answer. Uh-huh. And then I have, like, my heart voice that, like, knows reality the truth or yeah it's rooted in reality rooted in the truth so it knows realistically yes you are stuck in this dune 
yes, you don't have cell service. Mm-hmm. But then it also knows you're going to figure it out. What if you tried to walk to the road? You know, like it starts yeah, yeah, yeah. lining these things. It it takes the um, the realistic things that are happening that my anxious voice takes down a rabbit hole. My like truth, my the heart, mitote. realistic voice. Like it knows those facts and it's not afraid to say them. It's not going to mm-hmm. deny. Oh, no, we're not stuck in this dude. Oh, no, we don't have cell. We do have cell service. Like, no, obviously those things are not true. It can state those and then just calmly know that we're going to figure it out. So all in all, we did figure it out. We did. We One, we also had, I remember us being like, well, we had, we just provisioned up. Yeah. Like kind of one of the answers to those questions was like, we could actually stay in this beautiful spot where we're stuck for like, at least like four or five days. Worst case scenario. Yes. And how is that worst case scenario? <laughs> that sounded pretty awesome, to be honest. That was like the most picturesque camping spot I've seen in Moab. It was. Maybe. We might have so been a like, little unlevel, but... We were a little unlevel, <laughs> and we had no service. But yeah, we walked to the road, and then had to walk down the road to a little bit. A, a, like a trailhead parking mm-hmm. lot. Got service. Called a tow truck, which was like, you know, they were in Moab, so it was like 45 to an hour out. They came, pulled us out. Well, also I remember thinking this... This is the two voices in the metote, the monkey mind, the, the metote, the voice that just spirals in anxiety was like, okay, even if we can call a tow truck, like this is a huge van. And like, we were really stuck in the sand and I was like, what if it can't pull our van out? Like, what if they don't have a tow truck big enough or like strong enough to pull our van out? Mm-hmm. And then that's when you really have to, if you sit and think of the reality of the situation, you're like, okay, we're in Moab. People go off-roading. Everyone either has a Jeep or they have a big rig. <laughs> or like a big truck. Like people go off-roading in Moab all the time. Like that's why this sandy road that's not even really a road is here. It's for people to off-road on. It's for people to like drive Jeeps and go on Jeep tours mm-hmm. on. So yes, of all the places, Moab is going to have big enough and strong enough tow trucks that can pull anything out of the sand. That's what they do. That's why they're in business. That is, you know. Yeah, I remember you calling the guy, and, and you were just like, it's a it's a 3,500 Dodge Sprinter. He's like, can you pull it out? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. we do this every week. Yeah. And I was and like, are you sure? Like, it's big. You sure. And sure enough, he got it. And, yeah, the only thing it cost us was a few hundred bucks out of our pocket <laughs> in a few hours. Not even that. You know, we thought it was going to be – they even gave us, like, an estimate of, like, maybe getting out there because it was, like, a 45 to an mm-hmm. hour drive. And they're, like, maybe, like, two hours to get out there and then which would, you know, cost them to just even drive out there. But I feel like it all got wrapped up in, like, under three hours. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, man, we just, like, took that in stride. And, <laughs> yeah, we had some little, like, frustrating moments and, you know, heard the motote of the worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. But – we figured it out, and I think that set a really good pace and tone for fan life, even though, like, that I think that is actually the thing that's, like, stuck to me from the initial trip. I do agree with you, like, everything was kind of segmented after that. Mm-hmm. Like, we were even calling the van Shasta at that point, mm-hmm. and then we had to go into a rebrand we because re-brand. we felt like everything in life had changed. Yeah. But it was just kind of like that, how we just took that challenge in stride and then figured it out on the spot i think that has continued definitely in day-to-day van life it's it like figuring really out has. from even us trying to plan out our schedule for the next two weeks this morning mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we could be in five different places today <laughs> and we had no idea when we woke up we just knew that we needed to figure it out today yeah. or we needed to at least set a plan that's why you woke up you're like i need a plan yeah that's all i said <laughs> just go okay i need a plan yeah. so even though we haven't been having 
conversations per se. We've been having conversations. Yes, lots of non. Well, I mean, at this point, yeah, there's lots of nonverbal, like, and we communicate <laughs> with our energies too. I liked how you said that. I think the one thing yeah. about the van is, um, and. I always harken back to our episode with Katie when she called it a tin can of self-reflection mm-hmm. because I think you just, your energies are just like reflecting back at you. Obviously with two people in it, we're both feeling each other's energy. So I think we're very in tune with the fluctu- even like slight fluctuations in someone's energy. If one person's feeling anxious energy or fear or like even inspiration or creativity yeah. or like fun and mm-hmm. uh, lightheartedness, yeah. like you definitely get a sense of that. Um, whether you like join in or not, <laughs> you know, if you're feeling or if you're vibing with that, that's a different thing. But so then what do you do? So, but you can communicate energetically. Yeah. Sounds like some hippie shit. I believe it. I'm I believe it too. I feel Babe, it. We live in a van. I think we're into the hippie shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are we into the hippie shit? I mean, I only have dreads and <laughs> is that hippie? Nah. I don't know. It's not hippie. It's not hippie. Yeah, our energies do communicate a lot, which is, I mean, that in and of itself still feels like, it feels like we're still connected and communicating, I guess, just not verbally. Yeah. Having conversations, just not verbally. I think I prefer nonverbal conversations, which is funny because we have a, we run a podcast with a lot of (laughs) verbal conversations. but. But even sometimes the podcast, you have to be, I mean, you've said before you have to like, I don't know. You have to be in a headspace. You do. You know, like you you've said, you can't. You don't like doing more than one episode in a day. I have a word count. I have a word count limit on me. I think in my day to day. I figured that out when I was working at Whole, Whole Foods. Foods. Yeah, because um, when I do eight hour shifts on as a cashier, and literally, have, I mean, I liked having conversations with people. It made the time go by faster. But I, when I had days like that, I remember I would get home and like if you hadn't worked all day, <laughs> you were like bursting at the seams to talk and I was like I like hit my word quota like three hours ago I literally did not want to say just any other word <laughs> bursting at the seams to talk never bursting, <laughs> bursting at the at seams the... we're both introverts okay that was a little dramatic it was but... dramatic but I do know what you mean I'm sure there were times you came home and I was had only been hanging around dogs and I was yeah. just ready to you were just a little more uh, high energy for some human interaction and conversation where mm-hmm. I had just seen probably hundreds of people and then vice versa when you went to the restaurant and then yeah I stayed at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're both introverts, so I think naturally you and I are going to get, we're going to hit our quota. Um, I won Most Outgoing Senior Superlative at my high school. Who so. were you back then? I, you know, you just got to find that headspace. <laughs> you found that headspace. You found that headspace. You know, I don't, introverted, extroverted. You don't believe in that? Well, I'm not huge on... Well, I, you Labels. know, I'm still undecided on, no, like, personality tests and oh, stuff. Oh, yes, and like, yes. Because they, they seem so widespread. And, like, even um, your symbols and signs. Oh, um, astrology. Astrology. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, some people, I think it will connect with them if you're, like, I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see you nonverbal communication over there. Um, <laughs> um, but like I've never connected to every anything I read about Leos but then someone will probably show me about like well Leos are also this way it's just like it's like Skyrim 
you know, you can be any race or character you want, mm-hmm. but how you play the game is up to you. Whether you, know, you might have better starting attributes and say speech or destruction magic or one handed weapons, mm-hmm. but I can just choose to put all my effort into lockpicking or pickpocketing and become a really great thief, even though, you know, you can just choose your life. So, I mean, I think that's true. And talking with this whole like personality astrology thing, which I know we've had this conversation. This is an actual conversation we've had before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think that a lot of things like that, like Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, astrology, um, I think people really resonate with it because it puts words to things that they've been feeling or maybe motivations behind their actions that they have not been able to previously come up with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you read about an INFP or you read about a number four, or whatever, and it really resonates with something within you that you haven't been able to voice yourself or you haven't been able to really fully understand the depth of. Yes. I think it can aid in that. But I don't like the idea of um, personality, things like that, introvert, extrovert, limiting you, I guess. Yes. I, f- I feel like there's the danger of, like, all of a sudden you then become that. Yeah. Even you mold you, yourself into that. You start molding yourself into where it becomes, like, parallel with who you are. And mm-hmm. then it's, like, hard to harder to break out, I would think. So, like I said earlier, when I called us both introverts, I was kind of putting us in this box of introverts. No, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, introvert, extrovert is one way people. It's just hard to categorize people because I can be in a very, I can be in a very mindset um, and headspace of being extroverted when the like when the space and the situation calls for mm-hmm. extroversion and outgoing. Um, I feel like I can slip right in. Which is interesting. I feel like I've said this to you recently, like in the last couple of months. Some reason in the last couple of months, I remember one of us asked, who do you think's been more extroverted lately? I think I asked you that. You did. I re- one of us asked that and we had determined that you had been more extroverted. Yeah. Because I think exactly what you just said, like a lot of situations in the last four or five months, like just meeting people on the road specifically i think Mm. have like been very extroverted type situations like you're meeting new people so of course Mm. you've got to be that takes a certain amount of extrovertism yes and you have been more extroverted but like while i do feel like i can be an extrovert i feel like um there's nothing there's no like desires or like needs or attachments for me to be an extrovert like especially like you know since we've been traveling it's literally been kind of us yes and like i don't ever come out of these times craving like people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like crowds and Mm -hmm. lots of human interaction i i'm fine with the reclusive (laughs) life uh for long periods of time but when you know if we were parked in a spot where there's a bunch of people around and people are having fires Mm -hmm. or like um you know, I think another thing that really put me out into the extroverted world was when I started going to photography workshops. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. like, went into the headspace of, like, I am going to meet people, make connections, I want friends, and, like, in that kind of realm, like, I was, I thought people categorize me as an extrovert, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Definitely. And I think that's kind of how I was, I remember senior year was another mindset where it's, like, this is my last year Mm -hmm. of high school and maybe it was just now that I was a senior too I felt very comfortable talking to just any groups of people Mm -hmm. from seniors down to freshmen Mm -hmm. it's like I felt like I could be friends with anyone and I wanted to experience that and so I think that's part of where it came from 
That makes a lot of sense. But the only personality test that's ever really resonated the hardest was the one we did in Seattle. Yeah. And honestly, I think it was just simple enough to where um, it hit. You mean in Washington? In Washington. Yeah. Yeah, It was in Seattle, but yeah. Where it was like the... There was only four categories. The rebel, the questioner. What, What are they? But... I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But there was only four, where the Enneagram <laughs> mm-hmm. has like nine, and mm-hmm. then the astrology has like however many symbols there mm-hmm. are. But this one was very simple, that and, and not a whole lot of like information behind it. So it's kind of just like a foundation of like, hey, a lot of my actions, I pinged as the four, the rebel, mm-hmm. to where just like something inside me, like even when I hear you call me an introvert, now it's like <laughs> I want to be an extrovert. <laughs> It's like, I know I am probably more of an introvert, but now even just calling myself an introvert or thinking myself an introvert, now I'm going to prove it wrong. Uh, no, I've seen you be extrovert. You <laughs> proved it. You proved it. It's but okay. But it's that kind of thing where that, like, when I heard that, it really connected. Yeah. It was like, oh, I do have that inside of me. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it came from or what it is. Well, I think something you said really resonated and I think is kind of like, for me, I think like the base or the bottom line is like, yes, I don't think... You can just say, I'm an introvert and you're an introvert all the time. Or, mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert and you're an extrovert all the time. And you can't put yourself in any other situation. But you did mention that after having, like, it just being the two of us, or after having you been in, like, kind of a more reclusive time, you don't necessarily crave to be around a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, man, I've been, like, it's just been me and Amy in the van for two weeks. Like, I need to get out and meet some new people. Or I need to, like, mm-hmm. have a campfire with some friends or whatever. I think that is... The difference. Like, that is kind mm-hmm. of what um, very loosely will put you in a introvert box. Yes. As on the opposite end, like, I definitely think, definitely, I definitely, definitely think extroverts can be introverted as well. Like, I think we both go on both ends of the spectrum. Yes. But I think it's what you start to crave after a long period of time. So I think if yes. an extrovert is someone who calls himself an extrovert, spends like a week solo time, when they come out, they're going to be ready mm-hmm. to just like, meet all the people talk to all the people do all the things yeah and i actually feel the other way when i've had times of social um life i eventually will start being like i need some alone time yes and like have to be uh disciplinary like disciplined about that Mm -hmm. but but yeah you nailed it on the head i even think back to like the most extreme times of like when you took trips since we've been on the van and i've like had the van to Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. with the dogs for like four or five days and yes, I'm happy to see you, but I still come out of those days being like, I really enjoyed my own company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't craving people. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to seeing you and getting you back in the van. Yeah. But there just wasn't that like necessity behind just mm-hmm. people, like mm-hmm. a, a need for people. Yeah. I need my partner. Yeah. But not people. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> Does that make sense? I understand that. Yeah. So are you in the need for some, where are you right now? Are you in the need for some reclusion or are you in the need for some people? Always reclusion. Always reclusion. <laughs> always reclusion. Introvert. <laughs> Introvert. And that's, that's what you're saying establishes me. Yeah. I could always be like, yeah, I could spend more time alone today. Yeah. Um, and Do I've you... also been reading Walden. I'm almost done. What? I finished you did it finish, yesterday, yeah. technically. Walden by Henry David Thoreau, which is, I mean, the dude just went and built himself a cabin by hand next to a pond in Concord, I think that's right, um, in like 1845. So, and then just for a few years just lived 
off the land. So like by himself, when, except when he had visitors and stuff. So it feels very similar to kind of like how our life schedule has been with the van. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're around a lot of people, sometimes we're not. And that's mm-hmm. just kind of how it feels. But more times than not, whenever we like get back to a van life, it's reclusive. Yeah. It's like just us. And that's kind of how it was for him. So even in reading that, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Do you, so do you feel like you get your reclusive like self time if I'm around or do you like solo? You have to be by yourself. I think even with you around, I definitely need to take time. Yes. Like, and that can be just like headphones in. Oh, okay. Listening to music. So that's or pretty, like okay. yoga. It's like, it's like okay. minimum amount or like a hike. You know, we've talked about taking solo mm-hmm. time. At the minimum, I think maybe those things will satisfy mm-hmm. enough solo time for me and you. Yeah. I mean, I think we really enjoy each other's presence too and also can work very well when we want, like when we both want solo time and we both want, even though we're cooped up in the van, like we both know that we need space from each other. Yeah. Well, I almost think that's kind of subconsciously what we've been doing the last few days, like coming full circle back to you saying, um, we haven't really had a lot of conversations lately. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, we've been around people a decent amount the last, you know, we shot, we shot two weddings and then we did a styled shoot with some friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've seen some people in the last, like, two weeks, and I think once that was done, I think even though we were, like, still two beings in a confined space, we were Mm -hmm. practicing, almost kind of unintentionally maybe practicing solo time just by, like, not really conversing a lot, you know? Like you you said, I liked how, like, adding adding to the... Mm-hmm. energy like mm-hmm. just stuffing even with conversations sometimes just like stuffs the space full yeah when it's so confined already yeah no i think you're spot on so i'm glad we finally justified why we have haven't conversations on <laughs> why we haven't been talking we've worked through it guys live uh on air but this is the thing <laughs> I, I didn't even feel like there was it didn't even feel like a tension you know like i think other than that no be tension no that's what I'm saying. You were like, yeah. we were like, we worked through it. Like it sounded oh, like no, no. there well, was like we a worked tension. Through, we, we worked through why we hadn't been having conversations yeah. from the beginning of the podcast to now. We wrapped it up. We yes. figured out all the reasons. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we hadn't even been, we were just, we just came to the awareness like right now of it kind of. Yeah. And That's what this podcast is good for. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> well, I'm ready to go introvert now. We're ready to go not talk for another three days, except when we ramble with Q, which is, uh, did we talk about that episode? Go listen to Midday Ramblings with Q. Yeah, we we talked about van life stories, and then we went off with it. We did. We talked so. about, we are like, this is van life stories, and then we went into what an episode of van life stories would be like. Yes. So now we're going to pitch Midday Ramblings with Q, mm-hmm. and now do an episode with Q. No, mm-hmm. So Midday Ramblings with Q, Q is our friend Cusick, and it started- He lives in Nashville. He does As live of in right Nashville. now, but he's about to move into a van and come and follow us, right? We're, we're putting Listen that out into the four. universe. <laughs> yes. If anyone has a van, go give it to Cusick. <laughs> um, but we originally started that series with him only talking about the Midnight Gospel. Um, we were doing each episode, but that is only eight episodes, and we Which finished. Which is a show on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Midnight Gospel, a show on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. Um, you don't even have please to listen to the it. podcast, but if you <laughs> no. do, that's great. Listen to the well. It's it's its own little self-contained series now. Yeah. You can literally watch an episode of the Midnight Gospel, which is a very intriguing show, so and good. then you can go listen to. We do an 
a podcast episode about each episode. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're experts on the subject matter nope. they're talking about. Not at but all. That like once you see the show, you'll realize it opens up a lot of doors for just good conversations mm-hmm. and like a lot and you know ask a lot of questions and mm-hmm. so it helps you explore i think thoughts and ideas within yourself that maybe you haven't really opened up to or haven't even thought to explore mm-hmm. so is that cool. is how that show that series of the untitled band life project the podcast midday ramblings with q <laughs> started it was about the midnight gospel now, since we've wrapped up that series, mm-hmm. we've just continued on the rambling yeah. from the name. But now we just, honestly, we just ramble about whatever the hell subjects we want to ramble about. We took it, we just like shattered the box because we were in such a box of just the Midnight Gospel. We shattered that and we were like, we're going to talk about anything we want to anything. now. So, I mean, we have some episodes on music, specifically music that we listened to when we were 12 to 16, or as Caleb took it throughout high school. Uh, no, I was 12 Oh, 16. you were 12 Everyone, 16. You, we took yes. it throughout high school. That was it. Well, it's like music that was influencing you growing up. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about one of our favorite bands now. Mm-hmm. And then we've talked about video games. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wide... I think it's going to end up being a wide... Literally anything and everything. Array and variety of uh, ramblings. Yeah. So definitely check that out. We will have another episode coming soon. Soup. Um, and then our third series, which we have not, um, had a new one added to this series recently, but stay tuned. It'll happen. Campfire chats. So the campfire chats are basically van life stories, but when we have a guest on, yeah, basically it's us having (laughs) a guest. That's it. That's exactly it. It's us with a guest live and Mm -hmm. that Yeah. It's us with a guest. Yeah. And we just haven't had a guest in a while since we've been, Mm -hmm. it's been winter. So, you know. But that Campfire Chats is still a thing. Keep an eye out for that. There's some, there's just so many great people out there. But they're they're released in sync with the Van Life stories when they happen. Um, And then we also started like another fourth kind of offshoot of Van Life stories. We did. Which we called Untitled Reads, Mm -hmm. which is where we're going through some of our, just like some books. It's like a book club. Kind of, but you don't read along with the book club. You know. No. We're just going to tell you that we read this book and then we did an episode kind of like breaking down and giving our thoughts. You can read mm-hmm. If you read that book, you can listen to it. Great. If, if you want to read that book, get to listen to it. Great. Whatever. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't care. But basically, we just love books and we love to read. If you've seen our van or if you've seen pictures, we have a big library in the van. That is like the least minimalist thing about us probably is all of our books. So, yeah, it just kind of felt, I don't know, it felt right. So, yeah. that That's... We we also wrapped that up. Yes, <laughs> everything that that's the under the Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast umbrella. Let's tie that bow. Those are all this series, and thank you for listening to Van Life Stories. Thanks for listening to this episode and this series. Yeah, we love you, and we will see you next time. Peace out, poop walk. <laughs>